Hey guys, welcome to Honest and Jazzy with Hannah and Jackie. I'm your co-host, Hannah Meira-Plotkin, providing the honest and simple side of our stories. And I'm Jackie Spinell, spicing up our stories with my jazzy personality. We're so glad to be back for episode six, you guys. Woo! This week, Jackie and I wanted to choose a topic that we could both grow from, so a little bit deeper. Yeah, so we have been thinking about this episode idea for a couple of weeks now, and we have finally come up with the best way to execute it. We have decided to, d- to discuss assumptions and breaking down stigmas people have about us by exploring what they are and why people have them. Before we further explain the format of the question, we just wanted to say that we got a lot of positive feedback from our icebreaker question last week, but we would still love to hear from you and you know, and get some advice from you guys, too, because this is definitely a learning experience. So let's hit it off with our icebreaker question this week. All right. What were your preconceived notions about podcasting? And are any of them true? So I think that's a really great question, because I think we can both say, I mean, I think we've talked about how, Mm -hmm. how, like, we thought podcasting was going to be much easier. I mean, not like a no brainer, but it definitely has, has like come, has shown itself to take up a lot of time and it's really hard to come up with material. Um, Some of the topics might seem like, Oh, it was just like, this was a simple idea that we thought of um, really fast, but no, a lot of time goes into planning the ideas and yeah. None of our topics come instantaneously. I mean, we go through a ton of ups and downs creatively and you know Mm -hmm. sometimes you know like I'm not going to call us out but also last week we may have gotten in a little bit of a funk and so Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize you know that it would be so hard to come up with topics yeah it's really hard I I think and yeah I think Hannah I just want to hand it to you once again for the editing which is really hard thank you and thank you for you know fine-tuning with the music and everything Jackie of course. Um, so I, think I just have your... one last Sorry, thing to say about the topic. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much work there was on the back end in terms of writing descriptions and editing and getting our podcast onto the various sites and mm-hmm. then, you know, running the Instagram and, you know, email. maintaining everything. Oh, <laughs> our email be popping. Yep. <laughs> Um, guys, send us an email and we'll reply with a really fun podcast meme. We're a little um, bit sad because we've only gotten to do that once. So make yes. us happy. Um, yeah, definitely. It's it's a lot of work, but I think we're both happy that we're doing it. And yeah, so really we've definitely adventure. learned. Yeah, we've definitely learned a lot from this learning <laughs> experience. So <laughs> I think this is. A, do you have anything else to add to that? No, I'm. I think I'm good. All right, so I think this is a really good place to weave into our actual topic of the week. So in an attempt to get to the root of stigmas surrounding first impressions and really preconceived notions that people have, we asked two of our friends what their initial first impressions were of us and how those ideas have changed over time by getting to know us better. Yeah, so let's jump right in with my friend Ariana, who I know from school as she talks about how she originally felt about me when she first met me in seventh grade, when I was new to the school we go to, and how that quickly changed after we bonded bonded during knitting club. 
Hi everyone, my name is Ariana and I am one of Jackie's friends from school. So Jackie and I first met each other in our science class in seventh grade and let's just say we weren't the best of friends at first. I didn't necessarily dislike anything about Jackie but I thought she was a pretty unique girl. I assumed that she had no desire to be friends with me and after a little while I got the vibe that she didn't like me. So of course I had to act like I didn't like her back. I guess this is what prevented us from being friends. But one day I decided to join the knitting club at school because all of my friends abandoned me to play sports. And of course, there was Jackie Spinell sitting next to one of her friends with her little knitting utensils. I thought to myself, wow, this is going to be awkward. But before you know it, Jackie and I became the best of friends in the club after bonding over the Kardashians our kooky knitting teacher, and our inability to knit a yarn ball. My favorite memory I have of Jackie by far is when she dressed up as an Oompa Loompa for Halloween. Looking back on it, I wish I was as cool as her. My first impression of Jackie was that she was a quirky and fun girl, and I absolutely still see that side of her. I love it about her. Thank you so much, Jackie and Hannah, for having me, and I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Jackie, I'm wondering since, well, one, thank you, Ariana, for that really great recording. I feel like we can have a really great conversation after that, off of that. But Jackie, I'm wondering if you had any preconceived um, assumptions about Ariana before you got to know her. So a little bit vice versa. Yeah, so I definitely did. I think Ariana talks about how we were in a group science project together. And personally, I am somebody who does not like group projects. Oh my gosh, um, same. I could really go into that, but I'll let you keep going. Yeah, no, no, talk a little bit about that. Well, I think for me, it's hard for me to delegate work since, you know, for me, I try to uphold a, a higher standard and anything that has like my name on it, I want to meet that standard. So it's really hard for me to give up that control. Yes, I, I definitely agree. I have so much trouble with it. I feel like when I'm not quote unquote smartest or most knowledgeable on the topic in the group, I feel like I need to step it up. And then when I feel like, I feel like there's a fine line between needing to step it up and doing nothing mm-hmm. and doing everything and just being a control freak in my yeah. opinion. The other thing is that I tend to meet a lot of new people through group projects at my new school. And I don't really want their first impression of me to be overbearing but I feel like that's kind of what it turns out to be. Definitely. Yes. And I think that's a great, that's exactly what happened here. She, Mm -hmm. I mean, we can laugh about it now because we've gone over this and she, she really irked me at first because (laughs) through my eyes, she did not do much work. And I think I was being really controlling. And since I didn't like her at first, she, she kind of talks about how she did not like me, which just made us grow further apart. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so Ariana's personality is definitely silly, and I am definitely a bit controlling when it comes to group projects, which um, is one of the reasons I don't like them. Um, So without getting to know her, we were like two opposites being forced together in a way that neither of us appreciated, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is just a bad, like, first impression to have on somebody, Um, and that is also why I'm so thankful for the knitting club because it was so natural. We just both 
found our way to this club where we were both beginners and it was just us two we were kind of isolated in this funny environment where yeah it just helped our friendship I completely agree I feel like in a more relaxed setting such as knitting club which by the way sounds really fun (laughs) you know those settings you know it makes me a lot less uptight and you know I don't really worry about perfection and you know I can stop nitpicking other people's work which you know allows me which allows others to see me in a new light and, you know, actually have those friendships. So I think that second chances, I mean, we could have a whole conversation about that, but that's, you know, really important when creating assumptions. You, you know, can't give into your first idea. You can't follow the stereotype and the stigma. You should just really, you know, allow other people to have another chance. Exactly. Exactly. I love what you just said. So I was wondering, do you think that you and Ariana would be as close friends as you are today if it wasn't for the knitting club? Well, since the beginning, we always had a bunch of mutual friends. We're in the same friend group. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think we would still become friends because we're actually pretty similar. We both like sports and we've both been in a lot of the same classes. We can laugh Mm -hmm. about the same jokes. And um, I think if it weren't for knitting, I think it just would have taken a lot longer for us to become as close as we are. We mm-hmm. Knitting really allowed us to see each other in, like, in a different light than, obviously, this group project allowed us to. It yeah. was sort of, yeah, it was just sort of, like I talked about, it was just sort of natural and just sort of came to be instead of maybe being thrown into, like, a lunch table together and it being awkward yeah. for a while. So Knitting Club was kind of like, I don't know, like the middleman, like, forcing you to become closer? Or do you Definitely. think you really did that on your own? I think Knitting Club was the environment that forced us together. I think yeah. group project, because I remember that group very well. We were, we were in doing this project, and there were four of us in the group. And That can always be awkward. Yeah, it was just sort of like she was sitting on the other diagonal across, t- across the table. It was just mm-hmm. sort of like it was just not a good setting for us to see the, see the positive positive side of each other I guess yeah so we both talked a lot about group work and we touched on how you don't like group projects because you can become controlling I mean especially as can I which I totally feel the same about so I was wondering if you think that there's a stereotype associated with who works well in groups people who who are both who have the same kind of like mentality and have the same like motives and have the same intentions and the same maybe live close like near each other so that they can work on it who have the same free time who do the same activities will work Mm -hmm. well and I think that's definitely I think in a way that's a stereotype I think that's also just sort of it's kind of true yeah yeah I think like I've worked um, in group projects where I do live really close to the person and I can just go over to their house and I can just work on it whereas me living in New York City and maybe people at my school living in New Jersey it's hard for us to work on it and yeah. I think but also on the other hand there's this whole idea that opposites attract that we I think we talked briefly on I yeah. just it's I think for group projects like that doesn't really work mm-hmm I think that the other, I think that not only, wait, I don't know how to phrase this. I'm not sure if it's quite a stereotype with who works well in groups. I kind of agree with you that it's factual. You know, I, I tend to see, 
and this may be a stereotype. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it tends to be that the more bubbly and outgoing you are, you know, and the more confident you are in not only your leadership abilities, but also your listening abilities. That's who works well in groups. And I'm honestly not sure if there's a way to break down that stigma or if it'll always be hard to make friends when you're, you know, forced to be working together in a teacher-mandated group. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I think I, I, I think it's hard to break that down because unless you really do have a have a connection with somebody that's bigger than like acquaintance mm-hmm. or um then it's kind of hard to uh, like hit it off right off right off the bat with somebody when all you have to base their personality on is their work work ethic yeah because I could say in some classes my work ethic is better than others and that does not make me a bad student and I think I am with you on that I mean I definitely you know some classes come easier to me and some don't and so I feel like some people will judge you know who you are even before you're working in a group even if you you know you end up working in a group with them some people will even judge you based on you know if you answer questions in that group and that can even affect the dynamic of your group work and you know the first assumptions and if you guys will you know be able to work together well yeah yeah definitely my question is you know how does environment you know play a role into this oh another Um, good question um I think it completely depends on the environment one is in. I mean, me in particular to my family, I think I act more controlling Mm -hmm. because I just, I think just, I've known them obviously my entire life. I think I'm very close to them. So I will just sort of speak my mind and my dad jokes around like, oh, Jackie, you're so easygoing because to them, I'm not like, I'm very opinionated. I'm very controlling at times. Um, but to friend groups where I'm, where even if I'm close with them, I think I'm a little bit more, not necessarily shy, but my controlling side does not shine through as much. Mm-hmm. I think um, it, it definitely depends which friend group. I mean, I'm somebody who has multiple different like friend environments mm-hmm. Um and I think it definitely depends on which environment, whether I am shy or whether I am controlling or whether I am outgoing or whether I am extroverted or whether I am introverted. It just, the list goes on. I just, I think I'm made up of many different characteristics and I don't know, what do you have to say about that? Well, you know, I'm with you that environment can play a big impact, but I think it's, it just really comes down to you and the person both being accepting and both being, you know, okay with having second chances and both of ev- and everyone realizing that you can't form a friendship solely based off of, you know, one situation that you may have pla- been placed in and that you have to be open to, you know, creating that you have to be open to creating a new friendship and you have to be open to working together and you have to be open to seeing someone in a new light in a new setting. Yes, I completely agree. I wanted to take a more practical approach and ask you if you have any ideas of how people can become more accepting to break down these stigmas. Um, like in, in just sort of 
well like, like a day-to-day life well yes but also like we've been really focusing on group work here yeah. and you know talking about you know how in groups it can be really hard to make new friends so like do you think that there's a specific or a particular way that you know everyone can come to the table open-minded I think um I think it it is important to come to the table open-minded that is a very difficult thing to do because unless you're kind of I think people come people I'm trying to word would you like to take a minute to formulate an idea (laughs) I don't even know how to answer my own question it's I okay here's my here's my thing I feel like people act different when they're by themselves when they're with the people they know and trust the most mm-hmm. when people are in an environment where they have the influence of their friends or people who are cool who quote unquote cooler than them i think they act differently and i think under the influence of specific people people are different than maybe they are when they're by themselves and so i think coming with an open mind is hard because you might not be seeing somebody when they are um, at, at, their, at their true self, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I'm completely with you. I think that, you know, one, some other ways is to just, like, look for the positive in people. Like, in, in group work, we keep going back to the situation, but in group work, uh, like, look at them in a more positive light, being like, oh, they are taking the lead, you know. I don't have to see this as a controlling way. I can see this of a, they want the best for the group way. And, you know, I think, another, well, I, another part of this can be, you know, if you're confident in yourself, then you can be more confident in making friends. Having sympathy and empathy mm-hmm. towards others. I think more empathy. Having empathy towards others in any setting giving them a second chance, putting yourself in their shoes, knowing where they're coming from, seeing their, seeing their perspective and point of view, definitely just is a great trait to have and definitely shows that you're keeping an open mind. If you do not vibe with somebody, that is totally fine. You're not going to vibe with everybody. But seeing the positive side in them, like you're saying, is just so important to formulating a new friendship. Thank you, Ariana, for sharing with us. And thank you, Jackie, for elaborating on why it took so long for you to become friends, but even more so your opinions about stigmas and stereotypes. Now we're going to play a recording by my friend, Rena Berkowitz, who went to school with me at Mandel JDS and now also goes to school with me at Beachwood. Um, Rena talks briefly about why we didn't become friends right away in this short recording. Hi, my name is Rena Berkowitz, and I'm a freshman in high school. When I first met Hannah, I didn't think we were going to be friends because she was shy and I thought she wouldn't like me. She was also friends with people I wasn't as close with and we didn't have a chance to really get to know each other. Okay. So we wanted to dive a little deeper into why Rena and Hannah did not hit it off at first. So we invited Rena onto the podcast. Welcome, Rena. We're so happy that you could join us. Hi. Your recording brought up a lot of questions and thoughts, and we wanted to interview you live today to explore what prevented you two from becoming friends right off the bat. I would also like to preface 
this segment by clarifying that this is my first time talking to Rena, so it will be interesting to hear her assumptions about me as well. Yeah, so pretty much, Rena, we just wanted to delve a little bit deeper into what you had said during, you know, your recording, and, you know, this is just a really great time to elaborate and, you know, I don't know, just, I don't know, express yourself. So, yes. Jackie, you want to go for the first question that we have for Rena? Yeah, sure. Right. Um, so, Rena, what were your first assumptions about Hannah when you first met her? Well, I thought that she was very, like, quiet and just very introverted mm-hmm. because she didn't really talk that much, mm. I guess. I knew that she – I knew that they definitely looked around at other schools and, like, Agnon wasn't the first choice. What? But – I think it actually That's what was. You said. Well, it was the first choice for me, just not for Eliana. Oh. <laughs> um, do you remember like do you remember exactly when we met? Like do you remember seeing me for the very first time? Or is that just kind of like a general, you know, statement for maybe like the first year? One of the first times I remember like seeing you not as how I thought mm-hmm. was when we were on the playground. And I remember it was, like, this rock wall-looking thing, and everyone would, like, jump off of it, mm-hmm. which we weren't supposed to do, but <laughs> well. So I just remember seeing you, like, being, like, having that fun, adventurous side to you. Like, that was the first time I realized, oh, she's really fun, she's outgoing. Yeah. So you mentioned, so just two things you mentioned. You mentioned that Hannah is an introvert, and then you also mentioned she's outgoing. These two can come hand in hand, but I would say not usually. Yeah, like they juxtapose each other. Yeah, exactly. Hannah, what do you have to say? Do you you see both of these traits in you, or would you choose one or the other? For sure. We've talked about this in other episodes as well, but when I don't, like, I'm pretty, it takes me a little bit to warm up to people, which I think is, like, what Rena and I experienced as friends. And, you know, yeah. also for me, Rena had been going to this to Mandel for so, so many years. So, you know, I was also, I feel like a little bit apprehensive towards her because she just knew, you know, everyone in our grade and things like that. But I definitely like once you get to know me, I feel like that adventurous side really comes out more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I would agree with that as well. Um, I have a question, so- Rena. Did I, did I personally do anything to spur the, you know, assumption that I was just super duper shy or was it more motivated by like a stereotype? I don't really know. Okay. So you were talking about how I was, you know, shy at the beginning. So did you think that, you know, did I do anything to make you perceive me? as shy or was it just the general stereotype that new girls are always shy I think it was more of that we didn't really get a chance to get to know each other because we were in different classes Mm -hmm. and in fifth grade we had our first class together right so I think it was like also that was just like in the morning was really when we saw each other Mm -hmm. so it was more of like just in the morning we were all like not who we were at first I guess so it kind of sounds like it's a little bit like of a mix of both. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like I also can form preconceived notions about people without getting to know them just by assuming like, oh, they're new or, oh, you know, they've been at the school for a while. They must be blank. Mm-hmm. Well, I just remember Definitely. that I wanted to get to know you, but I didn't know what to do mm-hmm. because we didn't, I didn't know what we had in common because we didn't see each other that often. Right. Um. So, Rena, how do you, how did these assumptions change after you got to know Hannah? Well, I just remember when we were in math class, the first time I realized that she wasn't, like, shy was, it was leap day. And <laughs> Hannah was a leapfrog. Oh, boy. And then she got on the floor with one of the classmates, and they started playing, and then our oh. teacher told us to stop. Let's... But that's, like, when I realized that she wasn't that she was like more outgoing let's just say that mm-hmm. rena and i have had a very um interesting journey with math classes i oh. mean we we could do an entire episode about lemur day but you know maybe we'll save that for later we always got in trouble it was like everyone else would sometimes get in trouble in our math class but hannah and i would constantly <laughs> be getting in trouble yeah it's true we both got moved multiple multiple times like move seats yeah it's true but, you know, that kind of goes, like, it also shows your more, you know, um, adventurous and outgoing side, you know, just by saying that you yeah. got in trouble, which I feel like at the beginning, you know, I also kind of saw you as more like, oh, like, she doesn't want to talk to me. Oh, so I don't really want to talk to her, even though I know that's not true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's also something that we talked earlier about in uh, the podcast when we were talking about Ariana. It's kind mm-hmm. of like somebody acts like they don't like maybe they don't like you and maybe that's true maybe it's not and then you sort of act cold to them and it's sort of you makes you two grow farther apart I'm not sure if that's exactly what went on here but it sounds kind of similar it, it honestly does would you agree Rena? yeah yeah mm-hmm. um um sorry go ahead I know I was just gonna say um I think that it would be really interesting to ask some questions Rena about how, you know, you perceive Jackie and, you know, if you have any, you know, prejudgment or preconceptions about Jackie. So should we ask her, you know, another question, Jackie? Yeah. So since since you ever met me, do you have any assumptions about me? Not really. I mean, I figured that if we were to meet, like, in person, we'd get along because I feel like we're kind of both we have like the same personality as Hannah kind of so -hmm. it's like we both get along with Hannah so I feel like we'd also both get along like if we were to meet have you ever seen a picture of Jackie like do you know what she looks like kind of I think I have because I remember seeing like a picture from somewhere I'm wondering and you told me that was cool (laughs) Yeah, I'm wondering what you think Jackie looks like, like, without never having met her. I don't even know. I can't, like, explain it. Like, it's hard. Because I don't think about that. (laughs) Yeah. Because when I I hear her name, I think of the shirt that you wear from her about mitzvah. Oh, yeah. Woo! (laughs) The (laughs) J-I-S shirt. Yeah. Woo! Woo! (laughs) And I also Um, remember that 
like you couldn't shadow one day at school because of that. So I like kind of remember the details that I've heard. That's actually interesting. Like what you remember, that's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Hannah, you want to go for the last question? Sure. Um, which, which question? There's two oh. more. <laughs> which I'm just wondering which one. Oh, oh, I was just thinking we should oh. we should choose. Oh yes. Oh okay. This um, one. We kind of talked about the other one. Yeah. Okay. So since I talk about Jackie a lot, and I also talk about you know camp a lot. Do you have any, you know, preconceived ideas about Jackie, like maybe about her personality? And has this conversation proved any of them to be true or false? I mean, I always, like, felt like she would be outgoing and, like, very nice and sweet and everything. And I feel like that's what I've been experiencing with this conversation. Yeah. Thank you. That's really sweet. That is, like, really sweet. Um. I've kind of thought the same about you, honestly. I think, Hannah, as I know you as a very outgoing person, I don't really know the shy side of you. Um, and I think, like, sometimes they say, like, opposites attract. Yeah. So I've never really thought about you, Rena, in, like, a either outgoing or more introverted, shy way. But Hannah's told me that you're pretty outgoing. Yeah. So... I just sort of go by what Hannah says <laughs> until I'll meet you for real. But but from your from this recording, you seem very sweet and thank you. Yes. So we just wanted to say thank you so much for coming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm... we had a great time and we're happy to have elaborated on your recording. Yeah. Of course, thanks for letting me be on the podcast. Thank you, Rena. Thank you. All right. Welcome. I'm really glad that we were able to have this conversation about stigmas in such a judgment-free zone with some of our really good friends. And, you know, it was just really great to hear everyone's different opinions. Yeah, definitely. And I think to close it off, I just want to say that it's okay if you don't get along with everybody. It's okay if maybe a first impression of somebody isn't, isn't, like, great. But giving them a second chance is something so important to as we said just formulating the friendship and on that note do you have anything you'd like no i'm just really thankful that you know i gave rena a second chance and rena gave me a second chance that we could become closer yes and same with um same with me and ariana i think second chances are so important in the grand scheme of things and in short term yep so as always we wanted to end the, the end the episode by reminding you all to subscribe to the podcast, give it a like and a rating, and we may even read some of your reviews out loud next episode. In the spirit of assumptions, I'm going to assume that you're all going to follow our podcast Instagram at Honest and Jazzy, all spelled out, along with my personal Instagram at Hannah.Plotkin. And mine at Jackie Spinell. And we can connect with you there. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at honestandjazzy.podcast.gmail.com. We will be sure to reply with a meme. Until next time, approach your life with honesty and jazz it up with kindness. Bye.